0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts.
1: Oh,
2: oh, oh, O'Reilly! Auto Parts.
1: This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com.
2: Just look at the facts. You know, they traded up. They drafted them. I would say they, they like them. They, they want to play them. Um, it's a different, uh, different environment. You know, in 2005, my first year were four and 12, second year were eight and eight. Um, there wasn't a clamoring, you know, to, to play me because it was normal for young guys to sit. You know, in the third year, oh seven, we go 13 and three where, you know, one
0: play we're overtime in the NFC championship playing at home against the Giants from going to the Super Bowl. Different scenario. You know, now I think, uh, quarterbacks are playing earlier. Give some latitude for young coaches and GMs to you know to to play their to play their guys, and I get it, I really
2: do. Like I, I don't harbor any ill will about it. Was I bummed out? Of
0: course. I kind of like the response from Aaron Rodgers there, <clears throat> as he talks about Jordan Love being drafted, uh, um, amongst other things. Uh, we got a lot to get to with the ACC schedule. I think the Florida State schedule got better. Mm-hmm. As a, if you're a fan of Florida State or if you're a fan of college football. I'm not sure it got better for a couple of a W's uh, or not. We'll see. Maybe. Uh, so we'll go over that in just a moment. Players are opting out in the NFL. Super Bowl champs lost a, a, a key member of their offense. And what about the uh, college football guys? One player in the ACC has opted out. We'll have that. I'm getting a little bit of a chuckle on my email right now. Mm-hmm. It's always good to chuckle when you can. Oh, yeah. Laugh when you can, man. But so we're getting a bunch of these Zoom meeting invites from the Jags because we've got they've got media availability. Sure. Lined up. Yep. Didn't, didn't get those emails, but I'm not mad about
2: you it. You probably it's, haven't checked.
0: But it's, oh, I checked, but it's OK. I don't need them. All right. Well, you have zero percent participation so far. Maybe they said, well, he's out. Yeah, maybe. That yeah, is what it is, man. Um, but anyway, I'm getting. What are you going to do? Yeah. Okay. And I'm also getting like. The, me, the the press availability is going to happen with or without me there or anybody there. Sure. But I'm also getting <laughs> and some of the folks responding, thanks, I'll be there. I'm in. Yeah. Thanks, I'll be there. Got it. Thanks. Plan to be on. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to hurt your feelings, but the show is going to go on whether you're there or not. Okay. Let's be it's honest like, here. This goes back to my whole theory, man. Sometimes we need communication cons- consultation. Yeah. Uh <laughs> It's
2: funny. Did, I, mean, I laugh at. Are, are, are you one of those? You're not one of those people, right? You're not like, hey, okay,
0: sounds good. See you there.
1: No, well, not on you're, this. Yeah, especially. you're not sure one of those people. And yeah. by the
0: way, it's like a reply, not only to the one, like to the PR folks. It's a reply all. Yeah, so yeah. we're all getting it for sure. For sure. Uh... Over under the age of sixty. What do you think? Oh, oh, Brent. Next question. <laughs> Come on, man.
2: I mean, are you trying to make some money or not? Come on, you, you have to sweeten the deal a little bit.
0: We communicate. I've taken the overall there. Yeah, that's the moral of the story. Yes, I'm sir. actually kind of finding it uh, kind of funny, but uh, <laughs> uh, I bet others are not. You just do you. Oh, there it is again, huh? More emails? Uh, uh, yeah. That might have been <laughs> that might have been a text okay. to the whole Jags media chain to say you don't need to respond. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lay off. (laughs) Easy on the throttle, please.
2: (laughs) I like it.
0: Uh, (laughs) Real quick thought of uh, Aaron Rodgers. Just a a quick thought. Sure. We said Giannis is beloved. Yes. Yelich, beloved. Yes. Where's Aaron Rodgers up there? Is he. Do they love Aaron Rodgers? Do they sometimes get tired of Aaron Rodgers as great as he is? Or is he unequivocally. just a, a favorite.
2: So I think a majority of the people still love Aaron Rodgers, but I think there definitely is some frustration. And to me, this comes from the frustration of having Favre and now Aaron Rodgers. And it's the frustration from the fact that you had two of the best quarterbacks really ever do it in the league. And you've only been able to win two Super Bowls with them. Right. So one for Brett Favre, obviously, and one with Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think with Aaron Rodgers, obviously, you know, there's there's Aaron Rodgers on the field, and then there's the Aaron Rodgers off the field, and all things considered, he kind of gives those vibes where he's more of that easygoing kind of guy, kind of like a cool, cool guy to have a, a beer with, if you will. And on the field, obviously, he's been able to make plays a long time in his career. The problem, I think, with the Green Bay Packers, though, and obviously the rift between Aaron Rodgers and the front office or management, whoever is the fact that you haven't done a lot, I think, and Packers fans will agree with me here, to help Aaron Rodgers, okay? When you have one of the best quarterbacks, um, statistically, really of all time, you do what you do to try to help him out, right? It's all about cultivating those years that you have, and nothing... Rains you know speaks volumes more than this past draft when the Packers were literally one game away from going to the Super Bowl and instead of maybe just adding a couple more pieces in the draft they chose to go in a new direction they chose to go the Jordan Love route and Aaron Rodgers said it himself people want to compare well this is just like the whole Brett Favre situation Aaron Rodgers came in you know when he fell in the draft they brought him in for Brett Favre it's not the same thing Because when the Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre was kind of on his way out already. He was kind of hinting at retirement. Aaron Rodgers hasn't done that yet. Aaron Rodgers has been very clear that he wants to play in his 40s. Now, whatever happened happened, but the Packers draft Jordan Love. So I think there's a sense of frustration from both sides, obviously, because Aaron Rodgers now is kind of on the back nine of his career and Green Bay wants more championships. They they want more glory. And there's a frustration with how things have been handled with the front office and Aaron Rodgers of not getting more tools and not getting him more things to be successful. Keep in mind, the last skill position player that the Green Bay Packers have drafted in the first round was
0: Aaron Rodgers. That's crazy. Isn't that insane? That is crazy. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. I, I I, don't know. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is an interesting character. I guess he's so dang good and he's so talented that you fall in love with him. It's just it, – it's a different kind of love affair with Aaron Rodgers it seems like at times it, from the outside looking in. Again, when you're not in the city, you really don't know it. Mm. But even across the NFL, like – you know, he's not wrong. Like I listened to him in that that interview – And while I think he sounds kind of diva-ish and whiny sometimes, like, I think he was fine right there. I think he understood it. He just said what – he's right. I mean, he wasn't wrong in what he just said there. uh, But just takes on a – for a guy who you almost should – he should be one of the most popular athletes on the planet, it feels like. Sure. I don't get the sense he is. But you have to get the sense, does he want that, though? Because keep
2: in mind, like, the reason – why he could have that stardom? I feel like and be the popular guys because well look at his dating history. He dated Olivia Munn like that was big news. Aaron Rodgers, Olivia Munn. Yeah. Then he dated Danica Patrick. Then there was the fallout with his family and everything. And now remember when his family came out and even his brother I think came out and said like yeah we don't talk to Aaron Rodgers anymore. Yep. You know like we don't talk to him. So like there's that whole thing. So honestly, Brent, I think this is a classic case right now of a guy who obviously knows that he's super skilled. I mean he he'll be the first one to tell you that and. It's a guy that I think has earned his stripes, obviously, not only in the, in in the fabled city of Green Bay, but also in that locker room. I think it's a guy who wants to win, who wants to do anything that possible to win and sometimes comes across maybe as a diva a little bit. But guess what? Paint Manning was never the best teammate, but he was a winner. He always demanded more of his guys. I think Aaron Rodgers kind of has those same qualities. I think the difference though with Aaron Rodgers is that he doesn't, he wants to be successful and he wants to win. But when it comes to the wholeheartedly spotlight of like being that star, he doesn't want that. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he wants to be a winner, but he doesn't want to be a household name.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I think he's a unique guy when mm-hmm. it comes to uh, how his, the perception of him and how big his star really is. Although the talent is is, is unbelievable. Uh, we got some ACC talk coming in. I'm going to get to this opt out. How about this? Do well, you see? And we also got some breaking news and in, 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 in the baseball. Joe logo. Kelly. Yeah, yeah. How about the suspension? Yeah. Joe Kelly got suspended eight games by Major League Baseball. Jeff Passon says the Dodgers reliever Joe Kelly suspended eight games. In announcing it, MLB referred to Kelly's past history with intentional throwing, the fastball that buzzed Alex Bregman, and his taunting of Carlos Correa.
2: So Keep it up, MLB. No, keep it up, because you're you going down the NHL route. I'm you, just
0: telling you. You, you got to go. The, the, the past history is one thing. Sure. Okay. But the eight-game suspension, Ken Rosenthal tweets this, and I'm going to steal it from him. The eight-game suspension in a 60-game season is the equivalent of 22 games. Insane. It's like he just got suspended 22 games. Didn't even hit him. I'm not even sure he was trying to hit him. Didn't even hit him. Like, I still don't believe he was trying to throw it at him. Yeah. I think he was flat-out wild. I do. I really do. Now, maybe I'm just a moron. Which is debatable. But... <laughs> If you're waiting for my defense. I'm like, eh, yeah. yeah, you were a little. No, sudden. I'm messing with you. Uh, man. But, and and I'll tell you something else. He's a reliever. Yeah. So like, if you get an eight-game suspension or oh, some, a ten-game suspension as a starter, it's like, okay, you miss a starter too. Well, twenty uh, in eight games, he could pitch in five or six of them. It's big. That's pretty pretty big for a reliever. It's big. Now it might be good for him because he couldn't throw a strike, in my opinion. Yeah. So he might have to go work on some things, but. Well, let me ask you this. And the Dodgers, by the way, are fine without him, so it's not that big a deal. They're going to be okay. I'm surprised at that, man.
2: Are the Astros kind of breathing a sigh of relief right now? Because, let's be honest, this is just the tip of the iceberg. There's going to be other teams, whether, once again, whether Kelly threw intentionally or not, you know, at Bregman, there's going to be more guys that are going to be doing that, right? So does this kind of deter some of the future games now, where it's like, well, you better not throw out the
0: Astros players because you're gonna miss like literally almost a quarter of the season. I think it, maybe, and to DT here just responds, he says, but he never hit them. Question mark? If that happened against any other team, no one would bat an eye. Seems MLB is doing more to protect cheaters than they did to protect the integrity of the game. And I agree. And you know what? That's not wrong. I agree. Like I, I'm, a, I'm amazed at this length of the suspension. Now, i got to be honest with you. I Joe Kelly, I know him from his Red Sox days, and I know he's got a wild arm, a live arm, and he can really chuck it. And he's a bit eccentric, and he's different. Uh, a lot of relievers are, quite frankly. Uh, but <laughs> the I don't know his full history. Like, I don't know how, how many times he's been suspended. I don't know any of that. I haven't seen that pop up yet. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have to look into that. But I'm just telling you, I was watching the game live, and while I understood it was the Astros – it was clear as day to me the guy couldn't throw and hit the backside of a barn. Sure. I mean, he he just couldn't. So he had to throw, by the way, his curveball a majority of the time. And that's not his best pitch. His, his lightning fast fastball is. And I, I just, this is surprising to me. And to your point, anybody, now are they discouraging throwing at the Astros? Yeah. Really? You're, you're they cheated him. the game. You're protecting them. Now, again, you got to be really careful. Those were, I, I said this in my tweet last night. Those were scary moments, a couple of them. Like, oh, he, those, dude, those it, two pitches went over Bregman and then Correa, and it was like, whoa. If, if that hits. If one them, of those
2: pitches connect, yeah. I mean, the worst case scenario. I get that. But, and you know where I stand, Brent. Joe Kelly didn't show any kind of remorse whatsoever. He did. Okay. So you're, I think
0: you're more of the light that he so, thought it was intentional.
2: I think it was intentional regardless if it was intentional or an accident number 1 the fact that he didn't hit him and number 2 we're talking about an eight game suspension for a reliever the to me this, this is a, and can, i assume, can he appeal it like is there yeah, a, is yeah, there is he be a can appeal can. process which <laughs> I, I hope yeah, you he can probably do can. that you know usually so, can let's hope so and you know i'm not sure in the state of things but i'm sure you can you have to appeal this and and you have to You have to overrule this if you're MLB and and knock some of those games off, if anything, and just say, listen, man, we made a mistake. Maybe give him two games, you know, but eight games is absolutely ridiculous. And it's like you said, you're protecting the Houston Astros right now. Listen, I've been very adamant about this. The NHL made the same mistake. When you stop letting players govern themselves, you, you, you whitewash everything. And now all of a sudden it's just like, it's, it's bland, it's stale, and it's not exciting anymore. And we talk about the game of baseball where it needs a little invigoration. Well, what better B12 shot do you need than the Houston Astros
0: right now and everybody hates them? And are you trying to protect him? We have talked about it three different times on our show in a place that yeah, I like baseball, but we don't really talk baseball a lot here yeah, yeah. in Jacksonville. I mean, we have talked about this a few times. It's got people's attention, and again, I'm not saying you need to do that. You should do that. You should do it in, intentionally. Yeah. But it's got people talking about Major League Baseball, and Rob Manfred says we don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, it's, you got- Manfred's like, it's like, I mean, come on, man. Sometimes you got to roll the dice. You can quietly send a note. You can say stuff, be like, we, we cannot be doing that. That can't happen if that had any intent. I still don't, I cannot sit here and tell you that was full, intentional. He wasn't even on the Dodgers team back then. He yeah. was on the Red Sox team in that stretch. Uh, that I think it did lose to the Astros, by the way. But I, I'm just, I'm really stunned at his eight games. I'm really stunned. Quite frankly, it's even a suspension. Yeah. Uh, but, the eight games is a lot in a 60 game season. Well, and this is the frustrating part. It's the fact that right
2: now, if you're Major League Baseball, you have all eyes on you. All right. You have the luxury of, you know, I think a week and some change before the NHL and the NBA start back up. So right now, it's all eyes on you. And right now, and maybe, you know, maybe we're kind of blinded because we're in Jacksonville, obviously, but. There's a lot of people around this country, I feel like, that were excited for the game tonight because they wanted to see if it was going to be a retaliation. I mean, it's primetime television, Brent. Right? It's like, let's tune in to see what happens next. And now you announce this, and it's like you're almost deterring the action. You're, you're almost deterring the, the right for players to right the wrong themselves. Because keep in mind, what Houston did was it was a black eye on baseball. It was a horrible thing. And obviously, around their peers and everything, they're upset Okay, and they have every right to be upset. So for the MLB to come out and say, "Well, don't do this. This was going to happen." I'm just telling you, man, MLB
0: has everything going in the right direction right
2: now. The, the ratings are obviously high. Everyone's keying on it. And to me, you take a step back when you announce these punishments.
0: Yeah, I, I don't like it. Uh, I think it's a little much. To be honest with you, I don't like people throwing at at guys' heads. I don't. I, I just think this. Guy, no, I watched that, that yeah. game, man, and it was he, he wouldn't have hit the ocean. If it was behind the plate, I mean, it was bad. Like he yeah. could, you could tell he couldn't throw a strike. I, I, I just think it was a little too much here. We'll see where else it goes. We do have people talking Major League Baseball. I guess that's good. Um, and baseball needs some of that. You know, they need some controversy. They need to, us to see that and say that. And that's part of the exposure they're getting right now, whether it is the Marlins or not. Listen, Major League Baseball is the talk of sports. Yeah. Because of a couple of things that didn't go great, Marlins testing and everybody's keeping an eye on it and now this joe kelly thing uh so it will be interesting to see the next two games also how people treat houston i don't think other teams are going to like this i don't think other people because i think exactly what that tweet said yeah that that just that tweet came in from dt and he said it seems like they're protecting cheaters more than they protect the integrity of the game Mm -hmm. i think people will fall in line with that theory on this uh to a degree hey a couple big stories going on i I gotta get to this opt-out stuff And then we're going to get more into the Florida State schedule because I want to share it and see, do you think it's better? They had Boise State on there. They had Samford on there. Well, now they're going to have all ACC's, probably Florida, and they've hit Notre Dame on the schedule. Of course it's a better schedule for Florida State as the ACC comes out with a model that will look like football in the fall. It will be 10 ACC games plus one. And again, that's to protect the rivalries. There's some stipulations along the way. We'll get into them before the end of the show, just to read it to you one more time. We already did it a bit earlier. I also think, again, you can't underplay, as you look at Florida State's schedule, they play Notre Dame. It's on the road, but playing Notre Dame is playing Notre Dame. And on top of that, Notre Dame is the big story here. They're allowed to play as an ACC team. They're eligible for the ACC championship. But what a win for the ACC and their other schools and for the commissioner. They get NBC and Notre Dame to share some of the pie Mm-hmm. With the rest of the ACC schools, mm-hmm. huge win today for the ACC in general. Yeah. Notre Dame's a part of your conference. Notre Dame sharing money, yeah. And well, it looks like you're gonna at least try to play football.
2: Listen, in terms of Notre Dame, to me they're like the, the kind of like the Yankees, right? Of uh, baseball, where it's like with Notre Dame, either you you're you're a diehard Notre Dame Fighting Irish fan. Or so I have some friends that are like that. Or you can't stand Notre Dame. But either way, you're going to tune in, right? So the fact that they're taking that kind of energy right now and bringing it to the ACC, and obviously on, on a big network like NBC as well, I mean, that's only going to help the ACC. It really begs the question going forward. And keep in mind, I think right now Notre Dame and other sports are in the Big East, right? They're on the ACC. Like for, like for basketball and things, they're in the Big East. No, Notre is ACC. Oh, they're, they're always ACC? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. So okay, so everything. So it begs the question though, going forward, if this does turn out well, you know, depending how the record goes and all that, and obviously it's crazy times right now. But if this does go well, it begs the question: Will an olive branch be
0: extended for years to come, where Notre Dame can join the ACC, and And then you want to talk about a power move? Then that's a good. Well, because it's always been the conversation. Yeah. But as everybody's always talked about, doesn't make sense for Notre Dame. They own their own piece of the pie. Why share the pie? Yeah. Uh, but this might be a bit of an olive branch to do that and a handshake agreement at some point. It's It's been on the verge. They already had six ACC schools, I believe, uh, that were on their schedule to begin with. Mm-hmm. So now they add more to it. Uh, just to, so you know, the I'm going to try to uh, dial this up really quick. Uh, that will be the FSU schedule, uh, if you give me a moment. But I'll tell you what their schedule was. It was Florida State, West Virginia. Well, that goes away now. I remember we talked to the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl last week, uh, and that will not happen now. Uh, Florida State, West Virginia, in Atlanta, Samford, Florida State, that's not happening. Florida State, Boise State, that's not happening. Uh, Then Florida State had NC State, Clemson, Wake Forest, Louisville, Pittsburgh, Miami, Boston College, Syracuse. And of course, the end game against Florida, Florida State, which we believe will still happen—not official, but we believe it still will happen. Here's what's new on the uh, schedule for Florida State: they get Georgia Tech at home, they get North Carolina at home, and they get Virginia at home. And then on the road, they go to Duke and Notre Dame. So that's what's new. They lose the West Virginia game, the Sanford game, the Boise State game, Wake Forest, Boston College, and Cuse. Now, here's the problem for Florida State. Mm -hmm. In Mike Norvell's first year, they lose Sanford. I would put Boise State even in the category. Wake Forest, Boston College. Mm -hmm. I'll give Cuse the benefit of the doubt. But they might have lost four wins. Sure. Yeah. And they replace them with Georgia Tech. North Carolina, who has some momentum, Notre Dame, and Duke. Mm-hmm. So, I wouldn't say the
2: schedule got easier. <laughs> no, not, not by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I mean, we knew this year for Florida State, obviously, new coaching staff, um, a new guy trying to build the culture. They were going to be behind the eight ball regardless of who they were playing, right? But now, they take another step back, I would feel, because obviously with that Notre Dame game, I mean, Notre Dame is supposed to be pretty good this year, obviously, and, you know, I mean... I don't want to say there's ever a throwaway season in in terms of, you know, like we give you a mulligan here, but obviously with COVID-19 right now and and to me being a college coach right now coming into a new program – during these times yeah. is probably the hardest thing to go through right now. So I'm not saying it's a mulligan. I mean, listen, it's still Florida State at the end of the day. There's an expectation to win right off the bat. But I think if Florida State can win, you know, four or five games this year, it's going to be like, well, we understand. We're here for long
0: haul. Yeah, and, and nobody wants to settle for that. I mean, yeah. they hope uh, that that four or five is really more like six or seven in a down cycle. Correct. Uh, but your point's an interesting one. This is unique, and you don't get the cupcakes on the schedule. And I say cupcakes, and they're really not, uh, especially Florida State, the way they've been the last couple years, Samford should be a win. But they still had West Virginia and Boise State, which would have been challenging games. In fact, games they could easily have lost. Uh, So their schedule did get tougher, no doubt about it. What's interesting, and we'll talk more about this probably tomorrow, isn't this the way it should be in college football? Ten conference games and a plus one outside, or maybe even a plus two. But get the Samfords and the Eastern Washingtons and everybody else out of there. Uh, Now, I have mixed feelings because for the Eastern Washingtons and Samfords, it's a big part of their budget, correct? But as a football fan, why are we? Why do we care about those games? I mean, you know, listen, the old school college fan will say, "Well, because then we get to see the redshirt freshman play and the this play." It's like. Yeah, okay, but it's 62 to 10. <laughs> like, that is not entertaining. Yeah. I and, and Why are we playing it? And also you risk injury mm-hmm. in those games. So there's pluses and minuses to it. But it's an. In- could we see a model that goes this way? Could we see people outside the top five go to the spring or adopt different ways? Are we about to see a business model change in college football? Mm-hmm. Uh, something we'll talk about over the next uh, couple of days. Another thing that I want to mention. This is interesting. NFL players continue to opt out. Uh, Damian Williams? Yeah. One of the latest. Nate Solder from the New York Giants, uh, left tackle. Yep. Two bigger names. Well, I mean, Damian Williams was,
2: and and I get it, they addressed the running back situation this year in the draft, but as of right now, Damian
0: Williams was supposed to be the starting, starting running back for the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Lions defensive tackle John Atkins opted out, according to Adam Schefter. Uh, obviously, Clyde Edwards-Alaire now just got boosted into a more prominent role, though people thought yep. he'd have a pretty prominent role on KC, uh, with Damian Williams opting out. Uh, this is the one that I wanted to get to. You probably haven't heard of this guy because who follows Virginia Tech football? Mm-hmm. But Caleb Farley, if you do follow college football closely, he's a cornerback and a pretty good cornerback. A pre- like projected first round pick kind of cornerback. But I can't assume that everybody knows that, yeah. you know, the draft of next year is a long way away. He has opted out. He will not play for Virginia Tech. And he's a potential first-round pick next year. Huh. He said that he will spend the year training for the NFL draft. He has seen NFL players opt out and is uncomfortable with playing this season. Now, keep in mind, NFL players are opting out and getting stipends for opting out. Correct. College football guy doesn't get the stipend. Will we see more of it.
2: That's a good question. Man, that's a great question. Um, listen, I mean, we, we see this happen in bowl games. Right, we, we see this happen with players who opt out of that last game just to be ready for the, the combine and the draft to come up and stuff like that. So we see it like when the season's almost over. But right now it's unheard of until you announce that guy. It's unheard of to actually forego a season. I think if you have a, the first-round tender, and listen, I would never be one to do this, but I can definitely see it happening from some pretty high-profile players. I, I definitely can, because why? Why would you... Number one, obviously, the COVID-19 thing. But why would you risk the injury as well? Okay. Well, I mean, because keep in mind, the the, the preparation this year and what it's going to look like on the field, I mean, one would think that maybe we'll see a lot more injuries this year just because the preparation time is going to be different. Football players, like all professional athletes, are creatures of habit. And when you disrupt that cycle, you have to ask the question: Is this going to have an effect on their bodies, and in turn, lead to more injuries? We don't know that answer yet. So any any time you come across the unknown, that can make you a little scared. So I truly believe, if you have that first round grade and you're comfortable,
0: like, listen, I'm making my first round money. Why wouldn't players opt out then? Yeah, uh, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, the hypothetical of all hypotheticals when it comes to college football. You're Trevor Lawrence. And you're the undoubted number one overall pick in 2021. You've already had a really good college football career. Why play? Why play if I'm his agent, if I'm his parents, if I'm thinking from a business point of view, why play in 2020? We'll answer that question and fill you in on some of the headlines as we've got stuff happening Hmm. on a Wednesday here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.
2: Well, baseball is going to step in right now, and they have to uh, because, as you mentioned, this is pandemic baseball. Um, you, you can't have a brawl. We, we we see the circumstances that the the Miami Marlins are facing, and how quickly this can be contagious. So, you're not trying to invite the elements of uh, of how this spreads. To increase those elements by contact and and being in a scenario where now you're fighting for five minutes and yelling at each other, it's just it's too risky. So the perspective will no doubt come immediately from Major League Baseball, and and that's still not going to satisfy the Los Angeles Dodgers.
0: That is Doug Glanville. From ESPN on Golick and Wingo this morning, by the way, Mike Golick, uh, last couple of days of radio coming up on ESPN 690 toward the end of the week. So yep. I know they've been celebrating him, as they should, uh, for the entire week, and they'll continue 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. on uh, ESPN 690. New fall lineup, or new lineup in general, on ESPN coming up uh, August 17th. And, uh, well, we'll still be a part of the lineup. That won't be new. That's good.
1: Yep. I just had an idea while, while I was hearing that clip. What if, like, before the benches all cleared, they all put their masks on before running out? Like, <laughs> that would be kind of comical if everyone masks. Well, there up. were
0: some in masks, I think, probably already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. I, I disagree with Glanville right there, by the way. Like, it, his point was pandemic baseball, you don't want them, like, pushing and shoving and punching. Like, I get it, It's a bad look to do that. Well, they didn't. Yeah. They didn't. Yep. They abided by that. They didn't have, nobody threw anything. And by the way, I'll say it again, 95% of baseball melees, if you will, Mm -hmm. result just (laughs) like that one, with or without masks, with or without a pandemic. Baseball guys can be the ultimate tough guy until it comes to trying to throw a a punch. Hold me back, bro. They hardly ever brawl. Yes, there are. Hundreds of brawls over time. Sure, but if you count them up in a season where there's actually punches thrown, I guarantee you you can do it on one hand. Yep,
2: peremptively, that guy at the bar takes his shirt off and does nothing about it. Yeah, exactly who that guy is.
0: Baseball guys. Uh, This is a a great. I think it was barstool. MLB. This is the headline. Bar. MLB suspends American hero Joe Kelly eight games for intentionally (laughs) throwing at the Houston Astros last night. That's pretty good. That sums it up nicely. Uh, hey, uh, we by the way, here on uh, ESPN 690, a uh, shameful promotion. Just did uh, a little Golick and Wingo for the next couple of days as they wrap up their show uh, toward the end of the month. Well, the NBA is back starting tomorrow. Let's get it. Clippers and Lakers right here on ESPN 690. And then on Friday, it's the Rockets and Mavericks, both 830 starts. We'll have some basketball on Sunday and baseball Saturday and Sunday. Wow. The airwaves here on ESPN 690 filling up, not just three to six, but also with some real live sports.
1: I'm ready to bet.
0: (laughs) and You're not the only one. There have been (laughs) plenty of people uh, doing that. That is for sure. Uh, This in from uh, Matt Baker from Tampa Bay Times. Miami Athletic Director Blake James calls the ACC's updated schedule, quote, aspirational. He also says the Canes' lone non-conference will be one of its three scheduled teams, Wagner, UAB, or Temple. So, uh obviously, no rivalry game set up for Miami. So, the big news today is that the ACC plans on playing football. What we haven't discussed, when's the SEC come calling? Will yeah. it look the same? I've got to believe the SEC and maybe even the Big 12 will look similar to this. It'll be conference only plus one.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, they run kind of by their own devices, but... You know, eventually you have to kind of get on the same page a little bit. So I imagine the SEC announces things. And keep in mind, the Big Ten kind of set a precedent, right? They, they announced it super early and kind Too of stayed, to Yeah, to some. some would say that. Um, and kind of stay in their own lane regarding that. But yeah, since it's around the same time, I, a, I probably think that the SEC will probably
0: follow suit with the ACC. Some other news. Oh, by the way, the big story out of the ACC is Notre Dame's in. And they're also going to share some of their money. That is the big story. And when it comes to Florida State, Florida State will now play Notre Dame. That was not initially on the schedule. It won't be in Tallahassee. It will be in South Bend instead. And we have no idea yet on the actual fan attendance. Ohio State has come out and said 20%. We believe that will probably be the plan for a lot of schools, but Mm -hmm. uh, nothing official. And that's if they can make that happen. Remember, the NFL, like Jacksonville, it's 17,000 or fewer. Baltimore, 14,000 or fewer but there's still an if involved in that. Mm-hmm. Uh in fact, I think I got an email today as a season ticket holder and I didn't even read it. I probably should have. <laughs> to to share anything. But I think it was like option it gave me a bunch of options as a season ticket holder uh in terms of what I want to do with the tickets I had already purchased. Yeah. So if you're a season ticket holder, you might be getting those. I don't think and again, I just kind of skimmed through this real quick. It was right when the show was starting. I don't think this has yet said hey, you're going to be one of the 17,000. Mm-hmm. I don't anticipate that email. Yeah. Uh, the Martineau family probably won't be involved in that. Uh, the other – some big stories going on. Damian Williams uh, becomes the second starter for the Super Bowl champs to opt out. Yep. Uh, for the Chiefs, remember they had, I think, 20 of 22 starters returning. Mm-hmm. Well, now that will go down to 18. It's still plenty. So, plenty uh, enough. Well, to be obviously, successful. the offensive lineman, uh, who doubles as a, as a <sighs> doctor, really first responder in, yeah. in the COVID 19. But he has a PhD though, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he, he's out and so is Damian Williams, but, you know, it's like they've, it's almost like they planned for it. They've got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, yeah. who many people expect big things out well, of LSU. Who very, are well the who very well could have been the starter going into the season? People rave about the fit he is in yeah. Kansas City. So He's the Andy Reid guy? Yeah. I don't, I don't, but again, it hurts depth, and, and Williams had some big moments uh, sure. for the Chiefs and, and kind of knows what he's doing uh, there. You know, maybe we buried the lead of the day, but you had a big-time tweet today. Oh, jeez. <laughs>
2: I mean, I don't want to call it big
0: time, but tell everybody right. about it. It did
2: well. Well, well. well, listen. Okay, so in terms of Gardner Minshew, I mean, we we sang his praises for, I don't know, 10 segments today, Brent, we would call it.
0: Oh, yeah, it was a long time.
2: And that's okay. You know, I think, uh, I I think mean, we, can't, we compared them to Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and Peyton Manning. Exactly. If that wasn't Same enough. Same ballpark. So you see where we're standing right now, what side of the Gardner Minshew fence, we're on. We don't sit on the fence. We pick sides. So with that being said, yesterday uh, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars released a uh, we'll call it a little hype video of Minshew coming to the stadium. You know, it was a little slow motion, hair blowing in the wind. Does he have a mustache? Time will tell. Keep in mind, wearing that COVID nineteen mask, couldn't see the stash in all its glory. Or is he clean shaven and starting anew? We'll find out hopefully eventually. Here, breaking news. Stay tuned. But with that being said, the Jaguars released the hype video, and listen. I'm not gonna be critical of of the Jacksonville Jaguars media team. I think they do a great job. I think it's a thankless job, and I think highlighting Minshew there was great. But if I was gonna say a little something, something, Brent, if, if I was gonna, if I had one little complaint, it's the fact that if you watch that original video from the Jaguars and showing Gardner Minshew showing up to the stadium, they used Eric Clapton's cocaine. As the background song. Like, that's the riff. Now, keep in mind, it's not exactly the song because overall, you know, I'm sure for legal purposes you can't use that song. But if you listen to the riff, that's Aaron Clapton's cocaine. And you know what? I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist. I think you have to be here. I'm pretty sure that song called Cocaine is indeed about cocaine. Okay, so why are, we, why are we using a drug song right now to promote Gardner Minshew? So then I had to go in my brain a little bit. I'm like, all right, well, I have to one-up it a little bit here. I have to get a new soundtrack. I can't have my starting quarterback being known for the guy that came into Eric Clapton's cocaine. Don't get me wrong. Fantastic song. I just don't want the improper con- you know connotations associated with Gardner Minshew and Eric Clapton's cocaine. So – I took it up by myself. I'm like, what does this scene of Gardner Minshew, what does that remind me of? Boom. Right away. Didn't even need any meditation to figure it out, Brent. Peaky Blinders. The, the opening of Peaky Blinders, which you haven't seen, and I don't think Kuz has seen either. I've
0: actually heard of it, which I thought was a win for me today. That's that, that's something. There's a feather in your cap. Pin a a rose on your nose, if I've you will. like...
1: Seven people tell me to
0: watch it, though. Great
2: show. Great show. Um, it, you know, so it's it's from the BBC, so it's more of like a slow burn. You know, it's like the British, uh, they kind of have their own sense of style and how they deal with drama. They don't.
0: They I, don't. Like, I love how you were working yourself out of like pinning them into a corner. Oh no, I know. I'm like, I, I just remembered. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. There's a lot of jaguars
2: fans there. Let me go ahead and
0: sidetrack out of this real quick. And I was getting there. That,
2: I was, I was getting there from the BBC. I, yeah. I was getting there. But listen, I mean, in terms of style, I mean, no one, no one does it better than the British. Okay, no one does it better than the British. So I used the intro for Peaky Blinders. I slowed the video down a little bit. I added a little special filter to it and then I created my own little video of Garner showing up because that's how I want my starting quarterback to show up like Tommy Shelby shows up in season one episode one of Peaky Blinders
0: so there you go I love it yeah. uh you know it's interesting the uh he, he texted us this morning he's like you think it's okay if I do this well
1: <laughs> here's one I, yeah here's so, one thing I've learned just do it and ask for forgiveness. Yeah, like, ask for
2: forgiveness. Well, so here's the thing. If, if I didn't work on the show, or probably even the first year of the show, I would have just sent it out. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah, I'm going to do this because I think it's cool. But now, like, the way I sit, it's kind of like, well, I better run this by Brent because Brent's got a reputation. He works with me. <laughs> like, I don't want to fall in bad graces with the Jaguars. I already got in trouble for doing a video in the press box one time. Now I have to go to the park. And, like, I don't want to be on the Jaguars' bad graces. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, man, I played there, okay? And I and maybe I've been to some behind the scenes AEW stuff. What up, Tony Khan? Talking to you, my man. So I, I don't want to fall <laughs> on bad graces with anybody. I want to make everybody happy, but at the same time, I want to I want to increase the brand. Brent, I like So it. I thought I'd run it by you first. You you were cool with
0: it, and thankfully, the Jaguars had no problem. The with only it. thing I would add to it is, can you throw in some kind of promotion for ESPN along the way? Well, ESPN six ninety three <laughs> o'clock today. More of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this was the problem. I, I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to bring Mixed us the down.
2: Brands. Yeah, well, yeah. no, because I, I felt like, I honestly felt like I was in a car that might have been pulled over for the wrong reasons, <laughs> and like, and, and I didn't want to bring you guys with me. I didn't. Like, I I, I saw the Jacksville Jaguars sending me a, a DM saying, hey, turn this off right now. Like, yeah, delete yeah. this," and I don't want to bring us into it either. That's why I, I didn't take us in
1: it. I took the path of, I'm not going to respond, so if you get in trouble, I can claim that I did not yeah. give you any input. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no advice. Yeah. So you're a great HR guy. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> uh,
0: the the funny thing is, so I said, the only thing I said is you might want to courtesy the Jags on the video. Which I did. You did. I gave, yeah. I completely stole the video. And oh, then yeah. my man, P. Cav from down there at uh, Jags, responded to your tweet, said this is outstanding. Yeah. So well, he so, loved it. So is he like the main Jags
2: video guy that does the promotion or not? I mean, I saw Well, he doesn't
0: do the social media, but he okay. runs the broadcasting department. Oh,
2: cool. So then we're all good then. Yeah. Oh, so then we have the green light. Absolutely. Oh, I'm, I'm going to steal
0: everything. Because otherwise I'd get a text from him and be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> That's I what you. I would get.
2: I got you. Well, I saw that guy You know, message me. I didn't know exactly who he was in the Jaguars building. I mean, I saw he worked for the Jaguars, so that was a good sign. But, man, if, if he's an our would side. You
0: remember uh, Patrick from probably the, the Olympics at Adventure landing ah
2: i got you okay yeah okay good times yeah so if he's on our side well then psst, I, I got a i got a bunch more tricks up these sleeves <laughs> <scenes, Brent. laughs> okay you know, <laughs> hey, yeah. you know what i'm saying hey he's temperamental keep an no. eye on well, <laughs> it oh hey just get ready right because i, I, I i'm wearing the shoes right now you
0: know what i can still make him dance so get ready to go <laughs> i love it. Yeah, i love the behind the scenes of how the video came to life <laughs> it was well received though yeah people cool. liked it sure that's the goal. I love it. Yeah. Uh, that's that's fantastic. By the way, the best thing I saw today, Rex Chapman's after it again. I showed you this one. Guy can do no wrong. So Chap Rex Chapman uh, tweets out – let's see what I have it. He tweets out, uh, possibly the best thing I've ever seen, can't stop laughing. And it's basically – this guy. It's a video of this guy, and and the caption says, "When someone hits a golf ball in our backyard, so they live on a golf course. Okay, my dad goes and lays next to it, like That's it awesome. hit him. <laughs> and so they have video of the golfer coming up." yeah <laughs> to him laying there yeah and uh then the reaction dude i'm not gonna it's lie it's awesome like i said on my my retweet was i want to go do a story on this guy oh, laying down in the to. backyard you have i to. wish I, I
2: wish he lived around here i have no idea what i'm this just this trying from. to imagine because when we were at, we all golfed at southampton right yeah yeah, yeah. so when we got at southampton i came this close to hitting a house and i almost had to go over the fence hit the ball out of the out of the, the place or whatever like if that would have been me and my golf ball and the guys next to it dude I'm talking. Dude. I, I, I'm out of there. Yeah. I'm not even. I'm like, oh, okay. oh he's done. Yeah, see, and I'm sprinting. Weekend, if <laughs> I'm those sprinting. Guys
1: just laid down and pretended to be hurt. Oh, it would have been game dude, over. I'm I would have sp- never picked up a club ever again. I'm
2: sprinting out of there. My
0: golf course. I'm not even going to finish my round. I'm, I'm done. That, I'm not even. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine if if they actually put that on video like a live Instagram or Twitter? That would be
2: hilarious. <sighs> that's like I'd watch imagine.
0: it. Oh, absolutely. I don't watch any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I would watch it. Oh, I think that genius. would be if I lived on a golf course. To do that, or get my kids to do that, or this, whatever, and it'd just be so laying great. Laying down when the guys walking up to find his buddy, I awesome. love this body, awesome. So
2: perfect
1: idea for the Dream eighteen. We'll pick a hole and set up a camera and do a live feed of everyone's first shot, and like really hype it up to be like live cam. So because I mean, even with me, once you guys brought the cameras around, I crumbled under yeah. the pressure. <laughs> so <laughs> make everyone have to do it live. I like the idea of it. Get I like it. A little pressure. It's totally
0: different. I, we got to work on this, Kuz. I like where well, your brain is well, right Here's the now. best thing. I say we do it live, and then we bring the, that
2: footage back to the show, and then we we break down the swings, right? Because that's what golfers do. You've you got to break down your swing. Here's what you're doing
0: wrong. here. Here's what you're doing wrong. Here, and I'm gonna break it down. We just might have to. Yeah, that's a good idea. Of All people. we were still waiting for Jim Furyk to break yours down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, oh, that's right. His, we got to do that. You're supposed to send him. We got to do that. Yeah, it's uh, a tough swing. Yeah, but. I like the idea of that coos. We could probably do something and raise the dollars for charity. By the way, Dream 18 dot com, the place to go to register for uh, this year's Dream Eighteen on September fourteenth. Uh, thanks for bringing it up, coos. Lot going on. Did this feel like a real sports day? A little bit. Little bit. I had fun today, Brent. You had fun today? Absolutely. Yeah, I always have fun. ACC though. with some big news. We'll keep you up to date on the TV side on CBS 47 and Fox 30. Notre Dame essentially is an ACC member this year. Yep. And they're a big part of this because they're going to share money with the rest of the ACC. Florida State now will play at Notre Dame on this current schedule. It's all conference games plus one, which is kind of cool if you're a fan mm. because now you're getting good games every week. You know, ideally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and plus, it looks like the rivalry games will stay intact. We'll see what the SEC does next. You're I'm, right? I'm, I'm good. You're smiling over there. I'm good. Are you on to something? No, I'm just not. Nah, we're good, man.
2: We're good. I'm not going to say because I'm not going to. No, we're good. <laughs> Trust me, you, you don't want me to say
0: it because I don't want to ruin anything. All right. So I'm going to say, you yeah. Don't ruin anything. Yeah. We're good. All right. <laughs> Surprises the rest of the week, I think. And I have I no idea. So. Let's get it, man. Have a good rest of your night, everybody. We'll see you on TV tonight And thanks for hanging with us on ESPN 690. They fight in the swamp and face the eye of the storm. And next, they're coming to ESPN 690. Listen to Action Sports Jack's Friday at 5 p.m. for a major announcement. This is ESPN 690, Jacksonville's home for ESPN and the